the Business Simplicity Podcast, where leaders share their most successful strategies and the failures that inspired them, so business owners and managers can avoid the suffering and reap the benefits. With your host, host, Chris Parker. And welcome back to the Business Simplicity Podcast. This is Chris Parker, and I'm having a conversation with Jonas Tornquist, who's from Epex Spot. And I've known Jonas for know, a couple of years now. Um, we were introduced informally and then ended up doing a, a bit of sort of IT digital strategy work and a little ongoing coaching for some of his organization over time. And, and now we're catching up on leadership. I'm really curious about that. Um, a lot of questions about this for, for Jonas as the COO of, of a, of a, of a large organization that that not many people maybe have heard of. So I'm curious if he can share a little bit about that. But uh, Jonas, thank you for joining. Can you kick us off with just sharing what is it that you do? Yeah, thanks, Chris, for uh, for having me. It's great to uh, to chat to you uh, and great to be part of the podcast. Um, well, what do I do and who am I? I, I, um, I feel a little bit like an, an international citizen. I've lived and worked in um, six countries. Um, I um, spent the last 27 years doing so. Uh, I think this has given me a little bit of an international perspective, cultural differences, all of those sort of things. Um, I live with my Australian wife. Um, I have a French dog and my children, when they were younger, used to say that uh, they were British because they were born there. So they have this sort of geographic uh, view of, of where they're from. Um, and also professionally, I, um, I would say I have a, a broad background. I did physics and I did business studies and um, I've worked mostly in and around the energy sector, but from very many different angles, I would say. So both in large blue chip companies and in smaller companies. Um, I've been involved in uh, trading businesses and governments in uh, uh, more uh, R&D companies uh, with traders. And now I'm with uh, the exchange, uh, uh, Epex Spot, uh, uh, where I'm COO and uh, really are running the day-to-day activities of, of the exchange. And the exchange is trading. Yeah, sorry. Well, I, I was going to say, yeah, you're, you're you're based in in the Netherlands, and and Epex has an office in Amsterdam and in Paris. So maybe a few words on Epex, just for people who can put that in, in context. Yeah. So um, Epex is an energy exchange. We trade. Well, we we don't trade, but our customers trade electricity, and it's um, really very short term uh, electricity. Um, and that helps them balance supply and demand for, from, let's say, wind farms or solar or, or other generating um, uh, stations with the demand of, of customers, industrials, and so forth. And it's really um, um, helping, I would say, the energy transition and helping really uh, at a, on a second-by-second sec- second basis balancing all the supply and demand so that we all have I mean, continuous, high, reliable supply of electricity at the at the best possible price. Yeah, it's it's a quite a large organization that that normally people wouldn't hear about because the energy companies 
or the grids, I think, are actually your customers. So it's, uh, yeah, exactly. so it's really behind yeah. the scenes. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, uh, and present all over Europe, you know, and, uh, and uh, many people don't know what happens when they press the button, you know. Um, but there's a lot of things going on in the background and, and people can buy and sell 15-minute chunks of electricity right at, up until five minutes before it's actually consumed. So, yeah, no, it's a, it's a really quite an interesting uh, part of the energy business uh, at this point in time, actually. Well, I've, I've certainly been fascinated as I've you know been able to get to know the business a bit while talking about the, the, the digital and, and the IT transformation um, and the volume of data there as well and the algorithms and, and the, the tooling that you provide, but that's all for another day. So what, what I um, um, just adore about interacting with you, Jonas, is, and, and also I was doing a little research and, and, and looked you up on LinkedIn, as I do. And um, even your LinkedIn uh, uh, sort of about is so well articulated and so clear. I think I'm going to copy that format. So if people want to, you know, for my opinion, see a, a really nice about section of, a, of, of uh, on LinkedIn is, is check out Jonas on, on LinkedIn. And, and he just starts with, I am a leader, innovator, and agent for change. And I feel that is so true. Um, what I what I appreciate about um, um, learning from you as we've been been you know, interacting is it's a it's a business. There's a solid business drive, but there's also a very human dimension. So I'm really curious. You're the CEO for an energy exchange, but why? Like like for your own own motivation, or like what brings you to do that for now over ten years? Um, for me. I think the why comes from um, kind of a young age, actually. I, I, I went on my first trip alone at the age of 17. And, uh, and then, I mean, as I said in the intro, I've spent the last 27 years really on the road. And I think what really drives me is, is really um, I'm super curious about everything and, and, and everyone. And I, um, I really love making progress you know, improving myself, improving teams, improving organizations, and also love seeing people grow, you know, and, and, and love encouraging and helping people to do their best, you know. Um, so, so that really, I think, is, is for me the, the fundamental interest, I would say, that drives me. So it, it's, it's that curiosity and wanting to make the world a better place. That's the sort of the, the driver at heart, I would say, you know. If that makes sense, yeah, you no, know, it does. Let me grab onto curiosity because in, in in another part of my life with some some leadership and, and organizational development coaches, um, this this premise of of lazy leadership versus love leadership is coming up, and 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 maybe they're the wrong words, but some people can take a very passive approach to leadership and see people as cogs in a system. Um, but what I find is those that are that are genuinely curious about the humans. Um, I, I think can be much more impactful, you know, by, by my values. Um, um, how does that sort of manifest itself? Like, it, you know, being curious in an organization, what does that actually mean? Like, like, how do you, how do you satisfy your curiosity in, in a leadership role? Um, because you learn all the time mm. and you're challenged all the time. From from everything, everywhere, everything. I mean, people above you, peers, 
people who work for you. Um, it's it's always challenges that that come your way, and when you do have a growth mindset, and I consider myself having a growth mindset, and the curiosity is one part of that. Um, that's really motivating, you know, and you 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 um, you you just see um, happy faces at the end of the day. You just see them doing things I didn't think was possible, for example, within the teams or. You know, you yourself, you learn a new skill. I mean, you know, I think that's what uh, what the, what the fun is all about. And also, shared success is is much greater than individual success. You know, because for anyone who's who's been doing anything where a team has won, it's, it's such a great feeling to have a team experience rather than an individual success. In in my view, so that's probably. That answer your, que the, it, the question, uh, it your question. It did, and it also it sets up, um, um, you know, for the question that we've been, you know, kicking around a little bit. Um, well, going back, I think maybe a couple of months when we first started talking about this, um, and again this morning is as far as as far as a, a strategy or tactic that you can recommend. Uh, we're really orienting around around leadership, um, identifying leadership, selecting leadership, onboarding. But then also realizing that it's not just the leader; it's actually a you know the, the team element. So um, I'm just going to open that up, and, and, and you know when you're talking about organizing or creating the space in an organization for success, um, which has a lot to do with leadership, um, I, I will have to admit that I've been um, learning so much as as we've been working together you know, for, you know, looking at a, at a holistic view of the organization. And then, and then you had a really a challenge to, to identify a new, um, yeah, IT director um, along the way. And, and there was a, um, a whole process we went through that I was, that I was happy to be a part of, but I was really fascinated on, on how both caring and, and sort of disciplined you were going through all those stages. So I, I'd love it if I just open it up and say, okay, well, um, what was in your mind or what is in your mind as, as you're looking at where, and where a team is now and, and how to get it to the next place? Well, um, first thing about teams is teamwork, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, they have to work uh, as a team. You have to work as a team. Everyone is part of a team. You know, I'm part of a team uh, uh, as the leader of one. Uh, I'm part of several other teams as well. And the, the leaders within the team are leaders of other teams. And, um, and in fact, even people who are, who are uh, a team member without having any formal responsibility uh, for staff itself, I mean, they're also leaders because you, can, you, you have to also have great leadership in terms of technical excellence or in terms of um, some sort of speciality or, or, or whatever the topic is. So really, I believe everyone um, has to possess that leadership and teamwork. But coming, um, coming back to the team, I think that um, for me, the greatest learning over the years is, I mean, to have a great team, you have to have a complementary team. So, you know, you can't have a team which are replicas of yourself, if I put it that way, you know. There has to be complementary skills, and um, uh, having spent time to think about myself and my strengths and my weaknesses and how I operate compared to those of others, 
you start realizing more and more that all of those things are a little bit like the yin and yang, you know, and you have to therefore complement your own shortcomings by having a team that together is well balanced and 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 fits together, you know. So I would say um, that's that's really one of the of the key ones. And for me, um, it's about um, diversity, and it's diversity in all respects. I mean, it's 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 in backgrounds from the countries that people come from, from the cultures they've grown up in. Uh, men and women, of course, and uh, all of those sort of aspects. Um, and I truly believe that a diverse team is is really a much better skilled team to make great progress um, and to to um, to be high performing. You know, Jump, jumping in, and if we kick around, if we use the words lazy versus love, um, I, I guess it could be tempting to be lazy and just sort of hire replicas of your of yourself because if you're hiring people that are different uh by definition they have different personalities characters values skill sets knowledge and and therefore conflict because people will yeah. have a different opinion and uh absolutely yeah absolutely. So how, how do you how do you play with that over time it's uh um uh I, you know i definitely believe it's the, the right way to go but it's maybe not the easiest path, at least in the beginning? You're totally right. It's not the easy path, but, you know, the easy path is not also the, the, the path which will get you to achieve great things, right? Um, if you have a lazy approach, um, if we just take sports, for example, and sit on your sofa, you're not going to be able to, you know, run a mar marathon in, 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 a, in a great time, right? You have to have the discipline and the wish to improve and to do a good job, you know? And I think that's fundamentally, I'm very much like that personally. I love achieving things. I love doing things and I love learning new things. I love challenging myself to get better, continuously improve. Uh, but actually, I, I fundamentally believe that everybody, actually, uh, I think it's human nature that if at the end of the week you've, you've not been lazy, but you've, you've, you've worked hard and you've achieved something nice, you are happier as a person, actually. And, and I think happiness is, is a real key one because we spend so much time at work, you know, um, more time at work than we are with our families in, in many respects. So if... If people go to work and they're unhappy, I, to me, it's what well, then then it's not worth it. You know, it's not worth it. So it's got to be uh, part of it, and therefore you have to learn to love those challenges and love those conflicts and overcome those conflicts. Which, by the way, is not easy. Uh, it never is. Mm. Uh, but it's it's something that I think is is perfectly possible. And and so long as you approach it in the right sort of way, conflicts does not need to be shouting matches they are opportunities to learn and to grow, you know, and, and that's how I like to, to manage those things. Yeah, I think, I, what do you think? Well, I, I, there's so much going on in my head. Um, there's a team dynamic cycle of that forming, storming, norming, performing, which I, I love. Um, and so for, for, for people, the, the forming is a group of people coming together. It also could be your family on a holiday. You know, okay, we're coming together to do something. 
And then the storming is, well, wait, I want to go to the, you know, get the ice cream and no, I want to go get the churros or, or whatever it is. And then you can either not speak about it and let it simmer, but then you've never actually normed. So you've never came to the like, okay, we're going to do ice cream today and churros tomorrow or, or whatever. We're going to play rock, paper, scissors or some other way of making a decision. And then you can, okay, well then we can go do our thing and actually, you know, have peace of mind and calm. And then, oh, by the way, then you're going to meet some people on your holiday and you're going to reform. And so there's a new dynamic and this is just this continue forever, this ever process. And it's, um, and yeah, I, I think um, um, you have to go through that. And in, in my world last week, last week or the week before uh, we just acquired an, an organization from a different culture. And uh, I purposely threw some hand grenades the week before realizing that, that we, that we needed to have some serious, you know, adult, grown-up conversations and if we didn't you know if we danced around it and and didn't love that and didn't lean into it then then i i really felt that it would, it would continue to stink and maybe turn toxic um so this is that forming storming storming doesn't have to be negative conflict it can be actually be caring you know adult you know eye-to-eye conflict um no, i totally agree and, but, and on yeah. that conflict side it's it's, it's also um you know um, you, you've, you've got to train yourself and others to have that positive interaction, you know, and, and, and to have that positive conflict, if you think of it that way, you know, where you're actually constructive about it because it, feedback is, is uh, and it really depends also on the cultures. I mean, some, for some people, it's super difficult to give feedback and receive feedback. Uh, and in some cultures, it's, it's dealt with in completely different ways than others. I mean, you worked a bit with the with Swedish people, right? I mean, I have roots in Sweden. Um, one part of Swedish society that I struggle with having now been in some other cultures where they're much more direct, like the Dutch, for example, or or also Australian and, and, uh, and uh, for you also American, where you put the issues on the table is that um, somehow a little bit that tendency is to bury their head in the sand sometimes. But I don't know, it'd be interesting to hear your views on that because... I think you've also worked a little bit with Swedish organizations and so forth, and maybe it's something you've also noticed. Well, uh, it's fascinating. In, in our organization, we've got Swedish and Belgium and Dutch and French um, and now Egyptian. Um, and, and the way, uh, I think the most um, external way that you can see these cultural differences is um, in these conflict situations, meaning, meaning are they direct or indirect? Like, like I was having lunch with someone reflecting on, on, on a perspective on Egyptian culture and, and a really nice insight there was, um, according to this person, that there are no straight lines in Egyptian business culture. I mean, you know, my, my approach of like, what's the answer um, might actually be generating more loopy questions because they're not perhaps open to that. Um, and so for me, it's really, you know, learning that. And I think in, 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 in Swedish culture, there's um, um, there's a, a, a I don't know it's an overconfidence that I that I feel that 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 doesn't create a lot of opening for for dialogue and, and introspection. So even though there's something that maybe is confusing or conflicting on on the table, that you know that the, the opportunity to really rip it open in a safe way is is um, I don't know. Yeah, I think you have to build that relationship for a while before you can really crack those nuts. Um, 
Um, and, and some of the people I've been working with Sweden are, are marvelous that way. Very open, very, very vulnerable. But you got to find in the right time and say, hey, let's let's crack this nut now. Whereas, whereas in, in, in Belgium culture, it, it's it's a bit harder to grab that because it's it's much more informal than, than maybe maybe in Swedish. But then there's also this strong hierarchical drive behind it. And so actually finding the nut <laughs> can be hard in the Belgian culture. And we're, we're, we're playing around with all these. And then, uh, but of course, building teams um, has this diversity, this, 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 this joyful color of, 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 of individual personalities. So, um, so how, how do you weave that? Because I really felt when we were talking, when we were working over the last, I don't know, whatever year or two, um, that I don't think you had the end in mind. But you were definitely sort of crocheting, you know, step by step, you know, row by row. Okay, we're 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 doing this thing. We're weaving. We're weaving. We're weaving. And you were going in a a a direction without actually knowing the answer. So um, maybe throw out some some tips or strategies on that. On like on, on if someone is going from maybe a, a, a fragmented a, a split energy team um maybe people coming to the shop not happy uh, as you mentioned before i think that that's super important so those people are, are probably not good for them where they are and maybe not good for other people and then shifting that towards a a more productive and positive direction what's your secret sauce <laughs> what's my secret sauce i think well it's it's Always, of course, depends on the situation, but I would say, so we start with what you talked about with the team and building a great team. So you need to work out first, what do you really want? You know, and this is kind of, in my mind, it's more of a process than something you just know, because you have to sort of have a lot of conversations. You have to listen to a lot of people. You have to, I mean, it's all experience as well. You have to tried a few things and failed with a few things and, 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 and things like that, you know? Um, and, and so I think um, for me, the secret sauce is probably if I really distill it down after having taken care of the team itself and what you need within that team, when you look at then distilling it down to what do you need from a particular person within that team, I would say most of the time I go for uh, mindset over over skills. So, what is their attitude really, and how will that attitude fit within the culture, and how will it drive, and 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 bring everyone else up, you know, uh, with it as well. Um, and 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 that sort of mindset is 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 really comes down to some of these things we've just been talking about. You know, are they happy to learn? Are they happy to receive feedback? Are they happy to? give feedback are they happy to um be happy you know uh, do they have that sort of a positive drive and willingness to to get things done and willingness to 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 go go places you know and it i think it it a lot of that attitude comes down to your inner confidence you know uh, as a person as well because i've seen throughout the years um that you know, really having confidence in yourself is super important for being able to take and receive that feedback and for being able to have that 
mature conflict as as uh, as as you described so well before you know so for me that the secret sauce is is really about i think the attitude of the person first and then about their skills and uh, and um and what they actually know because you can teach those things very easily um but you can't teach as easily the attitude and the personality and that sort of positive thing you know and uh um yeah and there's lots of things there we can that's triggering for me because from my from my say my, my, my service time back in the states with nordstrom and apple and things like where one of the, one of the the principles or heuristics of is, is hire the smile and train the rest is what, what really was really triggering and then um what i'm fascinated is is and, and i'm reflecting does, does that scale meaning does that because that's typically frontline service people um, and I, I think it absolutely scales into to leadership as well because if, if leadership doesn't have that that engagement, you know, it's called positivity. I don't know. Um, then how will the how will the people influenced by that person have that engagement? So it's really a, a, yeah. a, a almost a network effect or a community effect. Yeah, I've never heard that high of a smile, but it's, it's a nice phrase. But I think it's for me, too simple, because there's plenty of people with great smiles. Um, but I think there's there's many things in the personality and in their way of thinking and way of doing things which you have to to also look for. You know, I think do they have real grit? You know, mm. because you know, do do you, are you really prepared? Because as a manager, as a leader just in general as a person we have we face lots of difficult things you know so are they really prepared to tackle the difficult stuff and not go for the lazy leadership as you said before you know um i think also the why for them why do they want to lead why do they want to be the leader themselves because if uh you know if it's about being a leader for more themselves rather than being the leader because they want to make sure that the team is great and see other people flourish. I think that's a very important distinction. And you can find then very different behaviors behind it. You have to love seeing other people do great things. And you have to, um, you know, to, 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 to not almost not want you you have to be so humble that you almost don't want to to take any of the credit yourself you know um and i think that to me uh, are other important bits rather than just the smile itself you know there's probably many more but um yeah well i, I guess there's there's a um Again, frontline service employees hire the smile and train the rest uh, uh, assumes trainability, you know, but, it, but it is very simplistic. And this is, you know, someone flipping burgers or something. Deliberately um, so, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. And, and, um, um, by, by the way, I mean, you're, you're, uh, you're into, uh, the simplicity, uh, part of things. And, uh, and one of the quotes that I love a lot is that things have to be, you know, as simple as possible, but not simpler. 
but no, but, uh, yeah, but not simply. And, and 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 this is always a great thing to remember because whenever and I have a personal tendency to simplify too much, for example, and so you always have to remind yourself to um, pull yourself back from that. And the same goes also for finding leaders and teams. You have to have to spend a bit of time and think about it and dig dig into it a lot. You know. Well, I, I think if if you're comparing leadership um, and simplicity, uh, there's I think there's a lot of parallels. Meaning, um, if you're if you're approaching it from a a problem or complexity perspective, both leadership and simplicity, then you're going to come up with something perhaps odd. Um, so I, I think it really has to do with the intent. And so so when you you know like when when enterprise architecture or or other type of design stuff. I really try to get people after they've studied the problem to get into a different headspace to, to actually propose the solution. Because if you start proposing solutions from the perspective of the problem, you'll, you'll probably just get more of what you're trying to get rid of. Um, and I think that can also really apply to people. And and also that the, it's never done, meaning there's no answer. So, so like, okay, well, what's the most simple thing here? Um, and not more simple than it needs to be. Well, that will change tomorrow when the context changes. So, it, so, and, and the same thing with, with leadership. It's okay. Well, maybe this is where we need to strive for it this week. But you know, whenever you open a new geography or or do an acquisition or someone else quits or starts or you know, th these things are always shifting. I think this is where that love dimension comes in. There's the love to have the discipline to to continue to reflect and to continue to to discover oh, yeah come back to your thing be curious yeah no you're right mm. and um and framing the problem as you say is also mm. super important you know and i really really enjoy that and you you know when the teams themselves um you know you have something in mind always you have a sort of an idea where you think you will end up but then when they come back with with solutions that are even even more smart and interesting that you could possibly have done yourself you know and, and and that's what you get from that great team dynamic and the the willingness of the leaders to explore all the things like is it even the right question as you say you know is it yeah. even right so now so that's it's really nice we're 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 almost at, at, at 30 minutes in this so it's it's but as always with you i'm enjoying it completely um let me open up a, a potential can of worms. Uh, sometimes people don't work on a team, and sometimes the best thing is 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 for someone to to move on to other things. Maybe maybe a different job within the team, or maybe a different job in the in the company, or do all, uh, something else. Um, how do you reflect on that? Because that that can be, you know, I, I think it can be kind of say more fun and positive to hire the new person or promote the new the new person but but sometimes it's it's the most loving thing for that individual and and the most loving thing for the rest of the people on the team for a, a change to be made um maybe apply that apply the the curiosity dimension to to that very difficult human topic well you always have to do what's best for the team, of course. So, um, uh, and, and and a team is, you know, 
function of all its parts. And of course, sometimes it doesn't work, uh, which is which is normal. I I truly believe that you know we all have our great skills and we all have our our our, our, our weaknesses. You know, um, I'm a terrible painter, for example. So if I were to, to try to become a painter, I think I would have a miserable life and a miserable career, and I would ultimately not be happy. I'm convinced also that the same goes for for most individuals. You know, to truly be happy and reach your potential. You have to do what you really love to do and what you really, um, you know, are good at and 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 what you enjoy, uh, rather than trying to be someone else. You know, and 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 so I think, whilst those topics are always difficult, I I believe in the end that actually it it's good for everyone to make sure that they find the spot which is right for them and um, and. Um, and therefore can be happy and have a fulfilling and interesting life, you know? Well, what, 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 I, I, yeah, not surprisingly, I guess, but I, I agree. Um, and what I find to make it easier in those, in those situations is, is if I'm approaching it from a perspective of love and care and not retribution or, or blame or, you know, like, well, actually, I know early, early, early in my career, I, I'm not sure where I got it coached so somehow, but, but when people are in the wrong place in an organization, it's, it's kind of like walking, you know, with your neck kinked all day long. So it's just, it's just exhausting and tiring and painful. And, and, and that just grinds people down. And, and sometimes, okay, that person has to own their own success and their, and their own future, but Sometimes you can nudge or, 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 or work with them and put them in, in, in different, more positive places. So mm. love it. So, um, no, and, and I'm, I'm a big fan actually of, you know, rotating people also within different roles and do different things mm. because you always learn and, and, and cross fertilize. And so I, you know, you always have to do that sort of stuff um, with the care for the individual and to, to see also how things fit, you know, yeah. totally agree with that. So Jonas Tornquist from Apex Spots. Um, I've been playing the last couple episodes with asking the challenging question at the end. And, and I think um, 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 hiring the smile and training the rest could be, but, but I, I like yours, you know, like, which is, which is in a team focus on, on mindset over skill set. Is that, is that a good summary of, of the challenge? And, uh, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. I would say so. Yeah, no, it's a good one. Yeah. So the invitation for everyone is 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 when we, we publish this um, on on LinkedIn. I'm really curious if people agree or disagree with that. Meaning, meaning, you know, is it skill set first, or is it mindset first, or is it something else first? You know, like when you're looking at leadership and and and, and composition of a team, what do you go for? So the question is: agree or disagree? Mindset over skill set. Hire the smile, train the rest. So we'll see. So. Um, uh, you can find Jonas again, check out, I think his best ever about section on LinkedIn. I think it's just very clear and, 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 and totally uh, explains who he is. Uh, Jonas Tornquist, thank you so much for joining. It's been a pleasure as always engaging with you. Chris, the same goes for me. Pleasure always to have a chat with you. And thanks again for having me. Thank you for listening. Download- 
download the Simplicity Toolkit from ebullient.com to discover the power of the Simplicity Scan and Sprint. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite player.